Genesis chapter 3, verse 11. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 11. Adam and Eve have taken of the fruit, and now God is having a discussion with them in his scripture. Uh, Moses, when he and the Israelites went into the land of Canaan, God had told them to divide up into two groups, and one group would be on one mountain, one group would be on the other mountain, and they were to speak back and forth to each other. And so I don't know if that would have been like a a University of Tennessee football cheer where one side cheers and the other side respond. But it would be something like that. But they were to recite the blessings and the cursings of God's law. Uh, We know from history and from the Word of God that Israel did not follow the Word of God and the, the law of God and the curses of God fell upon them. And even they went into captivity... And uh, many are still scattered around the world even to this day due to the fact that they received the curse of God. I want you to know something. This world is under a curse. And it's not just a curse that comes through the law of God, although I think that's an example for us to see how uh, the curse comes because of sin. But there's a curse even from the foundation of this world when Adam and Eve sinned, God began to curse, first of all, the serpent, then the woman, then the man. And we live under those curses. Now, these are specific curses, and they are fulfilled specifically with these different groups that we've talked about, serpent, woman, man, right? But they are also affecting everything. The Bible says that the earth groans waiting for the adoption of the sons of God. In other words, this whole earth has been affected by the curse. And everything you, all the facets of life, if you read through the curses in Deuteronomy, one of the things that's remarkable is every area, every facet of life is under the curse. When God's people disobey him. And so uh, Jesus came to take care of this curse. Hallelujah. Uh, And so um, we do have an answer for the curse. Jesus took the curse upon himself at Calvary. Cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree. And then he died and he rose again having defeated the curse. Now, we still have the curse with us here in this world today. But those of us who know Jesus have a relationship with God that can help us in having hope of the day when that curse will be removed, as Scripture tells us it will, but also to be sustained in this life in the midst of the things that are going on because of the curse of sin in this life. And so we need to trust Jesus Christ both for the hope of removing that curse, but also to sustain us in that curse. And so let's begin reading in Genesis 3 and verse 11. Then he asked, who told you that you were naked? Did you eat from the tree I commanded you not to eat from? Then the man replied, the woman you gave to be with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate. So the Lord God asked the woman, what is this you have done? The woman said, it was the serpent. He deceived me, 
and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than any livestock and more than any wild animal. You will, not, uh, you will move on your belly and eat dust all the days of your life. I will put hostility between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. He said to the woman, I will intensify your labor pains and you will bear children in anguish. Your desire will be for your husband, yet he will rule over you. And he said to Adam, because you listened to your wife's voice and ate from the tree about which I commanded you, do not eat from it. The ground is cursed because of you. You will eat from it by means of painful labor all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. You will eat bread by the sweat of your brow until you return to the ground since you were taken from it. For you are dust, and you will return to dust. The effects of the curse. Now, I realize this is a positive message whenever you talk about the effects of the curse. But I want you to know we're not going to just stop with the effects of the curse. We're also going to talk about what God's solution is for the curse. And praise God, he has a solution and he has a plan. What are the effects of the curse? I'm going to move through these quickly. Uh, First of all, the first effect of the curse is that trouble comes. Trouble comes. Verse 14, he tells the serpent, you'll move on your belly and you'll eat dust all the days of your life. I saw a picture of a serpent um, in one of the scientific magazines and they were saying it evolved. It had two little stubs sticking out of the back. I know that that's not from evolution. That's where he used to have his legs and God removed them as part of the curse. Here's the thing. Trouble comes because of the curse. How would you like to be a snake? I mean, and go and just taste dust all the time. Grit. You ever, you ever had the wind blow at the beach and you get sand in your mouth and you're like, nah. You know, uh, this is the kind of thing. To experience that irritation every day of your life. That's what the serpent experiences. But I want you to know trouble comes to everybody. Sometimes trouble comes because of what other people say, right? Sometimes trouble comes because of nature. And this nature being under a curse, we have these hurricanes like Irma and, and so forth that are, that are creating devastation. But I want you to know that's not what God intended. This trouble that has come that we experience. What about the uh, experience that you have when you're working? And, uh, you know, something goes wrong and you're like, oh, man, this is frustrating. This trouble that we experience in life, this is what God said would come as part of the curse. But one day, that trouble is going to be removed when Jesus comes. Uh, So the first effect is that trouble comes. Second effect is that pain comes. Verse 16, he said to the woman, I will intensify your labor pains and you'll bear children in anguish. Um, when Sherry was uh, in labor for David, uh, I was, you know, I'd heard all of the stories about uh, ladies uh, doing cruel things to their husbands during that season of time. And I was kind of expecting that, but she just laid there and cried. I couldn't handle that. And the pain, but then they did this wonderful thing called an epidural. 
and all of a sudden she's sitting there grinning and putting on lipstick and having a great old time uh, because the pain was gone. But there is pain in life, isn't there? Uh, some of you have pain in your joints. Uh, some of you have pain that is due to a sickness or maybe a lung disease or something like that. There is going to be a day when all the pain of the curse will be gone. And there will be no more sickness. And there will be no more death. Because Jesus will have come to make things right. So, the effects of the curse, trouble comes. Pain comes. Trust God in the middle of it. Trust Him to sustain you through it. Trust Him for that wonderful day when those things will be taken away. But trouble comes, pain comes. Thirdly, discord comes. Look at verse 16, the second part of verse 16. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. Um, I believe this is talking about discord. This is talking about a power struggle in the relationship. Wrap your mind around this for a second. Adam and Eve had never had a fight. They had never said an unkind word. They had never done something that was selfish. They had a perfect marriage. How would you like to have a perfect marriage? Then sin came in the picture. And God said part of this curse is that there's going to be discord in the marriage relationship. Uh, I heard one singer say, uh, my wife and I don't fight. We just have intense fellowship. Uh, Discord in the marital relationship. Relationship. I believe that can be overcome as we walk in the fullness of the Spirit. But discord isn't just limited to marriage. It touches every part of our lives, doesn't it? There's discord at work. We had somebody this morning who was mentioning somebody at work that uh, he was having to deal with. And, you know, I, I want you to know there's discord everywhere you look. But one day the Prince of Peace is going to come. And the lion's going to lay down with the lamb. And children will play with vipers and will not be harmed. This is what Jesus will do. Trust him in the middle of your discord. Uh, Ask God to fill you with the Spirit so that you can love unconditionally and let your relationships be healed. Go to those that you've offended or that have offended you and seek to make that relationship right. uh, And ask God to bless you in that so that those relationships can be mended. Discord comes as a part of the curse. So what comes? Trouble comes, pain comes, discord comes, hardship comes. Look at verse 17. The ground is cursed because of you. You will eat from it by means of painful labor or toil. I like that word toil. Toil, hardship. All the days of your life, hardship comes. Toil comes. You ever heard of Murphy's Law? You're working and something goes wrong. That's Murphy's Law. I wonder who Murphy was. But anyway, we, have, we all experience this toil and trouble. I don't care what you do. There's going to be something that gives you a hard time in your work. Because that's just the, the nature of things in this life. There's a toil in our work. There's difficulty. Um, hardship comes because of the curse. Now, imagine this. Imagine that you could go to work and never have any problems all day. Did you know that's what happened with Adam and Eve before the curse? 
they had perfect enjoyment, perfect satisfaction in their work, uh, perfect harmony. But then the curse came and there's hardship and trouble. Um, sometimes life is just hard, isn't it? And it's not just limited to our workplaces. Life can be hard in our families. Life can be hard with the challenges that we face because of the play. You know, it's not the challenges that we face that are, that are good challenges that we enjoy uh, taking on a challenge, but the challenges that come because of the sin and the heartache and the sickness in this world. Uh, this hardship comes to our life. But I'm going to tell you something. When hardship comes, Jesus is greater than your hardship. He can lift you up and he can sustain you through those times of hardship. Um, I know that God has sustained me through difficulty, um, through problems in, in church in the past and, and problems in, uh, with sickness in my family. God has been faithful. He has sustained me through hardship and, and one day he's going to take away that hardship. What a wonderful thing that's going to be. No more hardship. Um, so, the effects of the curse, what are they? Trouble comes, pain comes, discord comes, hardship comes, hindrance comes. Verse 16, it will produce thorns and thistles for you. I was thinking about this. You know, I used to, when I was a teenager, I used to go in the woods, and I like to kind of go out, it's always peaceful. But sometimes I'd go through one of those patches where there's all these thorns and brambles and those little uh, things that stick to your legs and, you know, what a pain in the neck that was. Or you get those scratches from the thorns, you know, you're walking through and you get scratched up. Can you imagine a world with no thorns or thistles? They had none of that. If they had mosquitoes, they didn't bite you. I, it's amazing. But what, a, what, an ima- what a thing to, to think of. Um, this, this struggle uh, comes, this hindrance comes because of the curse. I believe that hurricanes and tornadoes and earthquakes and mudslides and all of these natural disasters that we see come about as part of the curse of sin. The, the thorns and the thistles and the, the um, uh, stings of bees and so forth. We had that, that happen in our family uh, a couple of weeks ago. We had to take... take uh, David to the ER, he got stung by several hornets. Can you imagine a world where we never have to deal with that stuff? See, all that's a part of the curse. God never intended you to suffer in the ways that we suffer in this life. But these hindrances come because of the curse. So, effects of the curse. Trouble comes, pain comes, discord comes, hardship comes, hindrance comes. Struggle comes. Verse 19, you will eat bread by the sweat of your brow until you return to the ground since you were taken from it. By the sweat of your brow. You're working hard and the sweat begins to fall. There's a struggle that's taking place. I'm not exactly sure what it would mean to have no struggle. Um... I know that Adam and Eve had their own God-made sprinkler system. He didn't have to dig in the ground to make him a sprinkler system, right? It was there. The water just rose up from the ground and watered the garden. Can you imagine that? How cool. Uh, So they didn't have to water. 
uh, I guess what they would do, maybe they'd go, I don't even know if there were weeds, but they were, they were caring for the garden. Maybe they were manicuring things and making them look good, but there's no struggle. Work without struggle, work without hardship. It's hard to wrap our minds around, but this is what's going to happen someday when Jesus comes. But can I tell you, as you deal with struggle and hardship in your life, struggle in the workplace, struggle in trying to do the things at your home, can I tell you something? Jesus can give you grace. My grace. Paul said, Lord, I asked you three times, remove this thorn. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is perfected in weakness. So Christ can sustain us through the struggle. And then finally, I want you to see the effects of the curses that death comes. Verse 19, for you are dust and you will return to dust. Now death came to them in several ways. It came spiritually immediately. There was a breach in their fellowship with God. The relationship that God had with Adam and Eve would never be the same because sin brought spiritual death to their lives. It also brought emotional death. They had never experienced sorrow. They had never experienced emotional pain. But here in this moment of time, everything has changed, and now they are experiencing this emotional death, this emotional pain that they had never experienced. But also physical death would come. Did you know one out of one people die? doesn't matter what color you are, how strong you are, how thin you are, how much you exercise, how many cosmetics you use. Every person will die one day if Jesus tarries. Death is a part of the curse. But aren't you glad that our Savior has conquered death? Three days after Jesus went into the tomb, he arose and conquered death. Death, where is your victory? Death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But praise God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to know, we live in a sin-cursed world. There's trouble, there's pain, there's heartache in it. But I'm going to tell you something, Jesus is enough. Jesus can sustain you through it. He can give you the grace that you need. What does the scripture say? They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The strength of God. Um, Samson had strayed from God and he's standing there at this Philistine temple and there's pillars on either side of him. He says, Lord, just bless me one more time with your anointing and your hand. And Samson, though he had been weak and he'd been blinded, and he reached out and he pushed these great pillars over through the power of God. I want to tell you something. No matter how low you go, Jesus can meet you where you are. He can lift you up. He can sustain you. He can begin to remove. I, I love what Joel says. Joel talks about the judgment that... God was going to bring upon Israel. But then at one point he says, but let me tell you something. God is going in the future to restore the years the locust has eaten. Jesus is in the business of that. He's in the business of lifting us up from the effects of the curse and the effects of our own sin and giving us a hope in the future.
And one day, that glorious day, the scripture says, God's going to say, Jesus, go get your bride. And in an instant of time, the trumpet's going to sound. Jesus is going to shout. The dead are going to rise and we'll be caught up together to meet them in the air. And so will we ever be with the Lord. There'll be streets of gold and walls of jasper, gates of pearl. But we will enter into the very presence of God. No more curse. No more separation of sin. No more struggle. No more heartache. No more death. No more sickness. We will enter into the life for which God created us. What a blessing. I want to tell you, when you look at the heartache of this world, the curse, be encouraged. Because Jesus is not yet finished with you. He's not yet finished with his plan. And let people in this world know that there's an answer for their hurt and their pain. And his name is Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the way that uh, you encourage us through your word. And thank you, Lord, that where sin abounded, there did grace much more abound. Thank you for the hope that we have in Jesus, Lord. And Lord, if there's somebody here today who has uh, been living under the effects and the consequences of personal sin, Lord, I pray that they would come to the foot of the cross and that they deal with that sin today. Confess it, repent of it, and receive the filling of your spirit to help them live the life that you've called them to live. And Lord, if there's somebody here today that doesn't know Jesus, uh, Lord, all they know is the curse. They don't know the blessing of walking with you. I pray that they would, be, would surrender their hearts today, choose to turn from their sin and receive the free gift of grace that comes through Jesus Christ and his death for our sins. And Lord, have your way with people.